I don't know whether you can hear me or not. Maybe some of what I'm saying will echo through. Alright, welcome back to Trust God Bro, episode 15. So, Woo! yeah. <laughs> this is the most prepared we've ever been for an episode. Like, I'm talking, we got tea, we got the lights dim, we got the sound proof room here. We really got all covered. In, bicycle candle. Yeah, yeah and yeah. a bicycle candle and a live audience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm with Sage Anderson today, and we have um, a really exciting episode that, where we can talk about um, words and words in general, but uh, more specifically, uh, Sage has a, a big passion for understanding what words mean, and especially when it comes to uh, sometimes in Christianity, we talk about things with really vague terms, you know, and we're kind of just like, we'll say things, uh, for example, like, trust God, and that's kind of, so it's, it's kind of like my, my bread and butter in some ways, like, I enjoy talking about this, because I don't want it to be like a stumbling block for anyone, like, coming to Christ, or, because um, I think it can be sometimes, and so, yeah, but anyways, let's, let's get into introduction, like, uh, who are you, Sage, and also, I mean, if our live audience wants to, like, um, let us know, like, a little bit about them. They can, too. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> yeah, well, why don't we start with introducing the audience? <laughs> the mystery live audience. <laughs> Who are we? Should we remain anonymous? <laughs> <laughs> I think they'll not. Oh, okay. uh, Well, Go. my name is Courtney Plattner. And, yep. <laughs> And I'm Courtney's roommate, Sadie Rumble, Dayton's brother, and oh. Sage's friend. Dayton's brother! <laughs> Dayton's sister! <laughs> Hello! <laughs> got a little weird. Okay. Yeah, so um, I've had the pleasure of just actually meeting this group maybe shy of a few months ago. Um, and I just want to say thank you for having me here. Yeah, so my name is Sage Anderson. I am 24 years young. And uh, I uh, met Christ probably around like three years ago um, since, um, you know, committing my life to him. Uh, I've kind of been on a, an adventure with him. I um, went to YWAM. It's called Youth with, Youth with a Mission. Um, so uh, it was a discipleship training program pretty much where um, it was a six-month school, um, three-month lecture phase, three-month outreach phase, and it pretty much um, was about to know God and to make him known. So I've traveled um, all across Nepal, <laughs> and um, now I'm back here. I work at Newsbomb Transportation, and um, I currently also live in a ministry home. It's called uh, Catalyst Ministries, so just a tiny snippet of what's going on. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's super exciting, and I mean, I, I'm, I, would, I love to hear, like, your testimony. I think it's super awesome and can be really encouraging, and also just... Um, yeah, so I think it's helpful. And you survived Corona. I mean, you made it through. <laughs> yep. Somehow. Yes. That also recently <laughs> happened. Two Corona, corona survivors. survivors in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we're just going to get right into it. And okay. I think I just want to start by asking, like, where did your passion for words and understanding words, like, come from? Like, where did this start? And yeah. you can kind of share some of your experience. And cool. Okay. Yeah, so, um, you know, as uh, a, a child... Right, we have our relationship with our father, and um, you know we we want to know what our dad you know thinks of us. Um, you know what would um, you know what would what would he see that we could do that would make him proud. Um, you know we we want our father's attention, and so 
um, as a young child, I didn't really get much of that. I didn't really get much like words of affirmation from him. And then uh, when I was 14, I actually lost my dad to suicide. And so he he wrote a letter, and um, in that letter, mostly it was just kind of about uh, you know instructions of of like what to do now, like what to do with my future. Um, but I did get a line, and in that one line, he wrote, um, "I hope there's a heaven, so that way you know I could watch you graduate and walk down the aisle, and and those different things that uh, a young girl would you know want her father to be there for." And so at this time, I was not a Christian, did not grow up in a Christian household, and um, I was 14 when it happened. And so for seven years, that word, like, hope, really, really haunted me um, because uh, I, didn't, I didn't know the answer. And I was really angered by the fact that my dad said, you know, I hope there's a heaven. Um, so then when uh, the family that shared their faith with me um, came into my life, I started to realize how much... Um, this one word made me super angry and how much I kind of wanted to start to understand like words are really powerful and they have a, a, a deeper meaning behind them. Um, and like, unfortunately, you know, I, I think for a little bit in my life, I actually made like my earthly father, um, like an idol before God. Um, so then when I, uh, you know, realized like we have God's living word, um, which is, 100% true um, and infallible, that is where the passion really started. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I think there's a lot of things um, that is really cool about that and just how it's really like brought you to the place you are now where you're really like deep into God's word. And I mean, you, you brought this huge book with you. And it's like, <laughs> I was like, she, she pulled it out of her bag. I was like, dude, what is that? <laughs> it's like the size of a, you know, a uh, bookcase. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, it's like a tortoise. And <laughs> so it's um, Drake's annotated reference Bible, um, red letter, large print. And yeah, it's it's got a lot of um, good information in here. And, um, you know, again, it, it references like Greek and Hebrew words. It, it traces words. It, it's it's awesome. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I think and sometimes like for me, like what's frustrating is like, I think growing up, like, in, like, a Christian home, and I was around, like, other Christians, of like, I think I just felt frustrated sometimes when people would talk about things, and I just, I didn't know, like, what it meant, and I just, like, you know, what does this mean? Like, what are people yeah. talking about? And I'm yeah. sure, like, like, coming into that, sometimes we just do, like, uh, weird, quirky things, yeah. and that's not even really about yeah. being a Christian, yeah. and so. Yeah, like, for instance, um, you know, the family that shared their faith with me, they're like, oh, well, we'll start by reading the Gospels. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> what is a gospel? <laughs> I had no idea. Like, gospel means good news. So there were so many just different words that were thrown at me. Like, oh, you know, our purpose is to glorify God. And it's like, well, what do you, what is, what do you mean by glorify? How do we glorify God? And mm -hmm. why does everybody always talk about being blessed? <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah, there was just these different, like, words that were thrown around. And if you didn't grow up in a Christian household you know, you're like a fish out of water. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's hard because it's like stuff like that of like, I, it's just like in my own life, I'm trying to like be like straightforward with people when I'm t like talking to them about the gospel of like, for example, if I'm talking about like, there's a like Gentiles and Jews, like, mm -hmm. you know, not, I would say like a non-Jew and a Jew. Cause like a Gentile is like, what in the world is that? Yeah. So I just like yeah. say like, oh, that's a non-Jew. Yeah. Um, but I think, 
I, for part of this, I think it would be cool for us to kind of go through your journey of like where you yeah. started with different words. And because yeah. you, you have a couple words where you started with, you started yeah. with blessed, right? Yeah. I think that was one of the first yeah. words. And then mm-hmm. you have like a couple others yeah. that are really used commonly in Christian circles. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for instance, like, um, you know, like audience, what would you say? Like if someone said, um, you know, I feel super blessed, like what would you, how would you define that? <laughs> we both pointed at each other. Um, I mean, I would say to be blessed would be like something that is given to you that necess- you don't necessarily deserve. I guess mm-hmm. kind of more of like a grace concept, but that's how I would envision it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Same I would thing. say the same. I think a lot of like Instagram Did you leave culture. Teapot on? It's a car. <laughs> oh. oh. You scared me. Sorry. <laughs> is it? Okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. All right, we're good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, like social media culture, or like people around just saying, "Oh, like I'm so blessed," or that. And bless I, up. Yeah. yeah. Shit, bless <laughs> up. So, like, it's like I think we bless take it life. as like thankful and like mm-hmm. um, things that we are given and that are gifts and like. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, I, I just kept seeing everybody say like blessings or or Mm -hmm. blessed or, um, and so again, like, uh, we have the old Testament, which is going to have like Hebrew, um, language. And then we have the new Testament, which is in Greek. So, um, the Greek word for blessed is again, um, my pronunciation (laughs) is not going to be great. I'm no scholar. Um, Mark, Mark. Macrios, uh, Macrios, mm-hmm. nothing. I don't know. Um, I I have this I spelling. <laughs> I can spell it. Yeah. I can't. And it just is. It's just happy. Um, so like for reference, Matthew five eight. Um, mm-hmm. you know, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So happy are those with a pure heart mm-hmm. because they're going to be able to see mm-hmm. Him. Yeah. Um, if we look at the Hebrew word, it's Barak. Um, and you know, there's different forms of it, but essentially. It, um, it's a gift from God, um, or another way to actually describe it is like kneeling. Um, mm-hmm. so like, if you think about like, bless the Lord, oh my soul, like mm-hmm. you think about like my, like soul is in like a kneeling position before God. Yeah. Um, so I love that, like when you actually like dive into what a word is, I tend to get like a picture. Um, mm-hmm. so like, I love like the picture of like my soul kneeling before God. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think it's cool. And as we even start to talk about these things and break them down, I think I just want people to leave and just have a a encouraged, like, vigor to pursue this in their own life and really just go into the Bible and, like, just wanting to study it more deeper Mm -hmm. and more thoroughly. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's really cool. Yeah. So um, another word I just kind of wanted to bring up because I feel like we're probably all in some sort of season of, like, waiting um, and we hear, you know, oh, we'll just wait on the Lord. And you think about that and you, like, I get really restless. I was just in a season where I had to quarantine and be waiting at, like, just in the home. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I mean, if you guys had to define, like, what does it mean to, like, wait on God? Like, or if you just even define, like, you know, waiting, what would you think of? When I hear, like, waiting and I think of, like, even as, like, a little kid, like, your mom just, like, saying, okay, like, wait right here for a second, and you mm-hmm. sit there, and you're just like, 
Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> on a little bench, like swinging your legs, like mom said to wait here. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna wait here, and like you don't really like do much sometimes. Yes. But. Um, yeah. Yeah. So like from like a worldly standpoint, like before I knew Christ, if I, if someone told me to wait, there was like, like one, when someone, like if there's someone that's telling you to wait, like you, like they're that subject, they're what you're waiting on, they're what you have to like put your trust in. Mm -hmm. Um, so when people say like, wait on the Lord, um, really what the word in Hebrew wait is, it's kavah and it means, um, to bind together by twisting. Um, it's just one form, so. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait. <laughs> one second. I'm sorry. Oh. Uh. Okay. You okay. You okay. We're okay. If you want to say part of that, you can. Okay. All right. Uh, so if we look at the uh, Hebrew word for weight, it's kava, and it means to bind together by twisting. Um, so one of my favorite um, verses is um, weight on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. Um, so if we think, like, bind yourself to God, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, bind yourself to him, I say. Like, that is such a beautiful picture mm-hmm. of, um, like, attaching yourself to God. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a command in there. The command is, like, bind yourself to him. Um be of good courage. And then like the promise is he's going to strengthen your heart. Um, so another like fun thing I like to do is I don't have this fact in front of me, but, um, like I think of a word and then I I look up what the definition is. And then I'm also like, how many times is this word used? Hmm. Uh, it's like a little statistic, you know, like you could go to your messages in your phone and you could mm-hmm. say, um, how many times are, I'm going to search home. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to start thinking, how many times do I talk about my home with my friends? And what am I talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just another cool way for like a word to come to yeah. life. And even oh. if you're kind of like a numbers person, mm-hmm. you can start to get like mm-hmm. excited about that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. And I think that's an important thing for my own like study habits and also people listening. But like, just, like, seeing things in their context, like, the more times you, like, cross-reference stuff and you mm-hmm. can see, like, oh, mm-hmm. it, it was used this time to look like this and this time to look like, uh, like, what is the context going yeah. on? And just the example of, like, a text message. If I'm going to text someone, you know, it's like, who am I texting? Like, who's this going to? And Because um, mm-hmm. it kind of changes if I text my mom and say, like, we need to talk or if I text, like, my, if I get a text from my boss that says we need to talk, it's, like, two different things going yeah. on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... So who's your audience? You know, what are you talking about? What's the definition, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, um, yeah, application-wise, I would just say, like, this is an easy thing to do. We all have a concordance in the back of our Bible. Um, So you can simply just, um, like, the other day I I was walking and I was, like, staring at my feet. And then then I started thinking about, like, where does God talk about feet in the Bible? (laughs) Like, (laughs) It's honestly, or I'll, I'll be singing a song and, um, like, a word will come up and I'll just be like, huh. Um, so God speaks to us all in, in different ways. Um, you know, the other day I felt super challenged by somebody talking about humility. And so I started to look up that word and um, not just looking for when humility is used, but also examples of when humility is used. So mm-hmm. I started thinking about different characters. Mm. Um, like Abraham, for example, when he's praying for... Um, uh, it, like when he's interceding for Sodom, like for where Lot is, and he mm-hmm. says, um, 
And Abraham answered and said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which am I but ash and dust. So he's referring like to himself as nothing but ashes and dust. And he's mm-hmm. trying to intercede to save like the people in, in that town. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just will maybe pick out a word and then kind of spend like a week just like simmering on it and, mm-hmm. and trying to understand it. And mm-hmm. um, it becomes more like an adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Like a word adventure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a side note, but like how like regularly do you go through different words and like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I honestly like it's something that kind of ebbs and flows in seasons. Um, so I'm not gonna say that I'm like this like scholar. queen of words <laughs> scholar or anything like that. Um, honestly, mm-hmm. it's usually in seasons where I'm pretty troubled. Mm-hmm. Um, that I will end up just searching scripture for what does God think about this? Because mm-hmm. again, like when I originally talked about like being a young girl and wanting that like confirmation and that understanding of like what does my what would my dad think about this like what would he delight in um like what would he think is worthy like that's the same way that I'm like trying to build my relationship with God like I want to understand his character and his nature and um I mean we live in a very broken world and it a truth is just shattered and so I love turning to the Bible and realizing like you know, it's not a black and white thing. Like, it, God, I mean, it talks about in his word, it's a mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love, like, being able to just, like, simplify it and pick up a word and say, like, where is this? Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. So I'm not perfect. Um, it tends to come in seasons where I'm troubled. And, um, yeah, there's really no rhyme or reason. But um, lately I've just been, every morning before work, uh, trying to just, trace a different word whatsever kind of on my heart mm-hmm. that's cool and i think it's like something that like hungry christians will do is like go out and mm-hmm. find answers to the questions they have like they're mm-hmm. not um satisfied with um what they have right now and i think you can see the difference and it just like helps um you just to be more like encouraged like where you're at and to just kind of like step out and because um, you're like you're searching for this and you're um yeah, yeah. and so I think it's cool to hear that because there's so many people that um, don't do that and don't want to know and are satisfied with what they um, what they what it's like right now. And so yeah. I think I got a question of like, what would you say to someone that says like, I don't have the time for that or mm-hmm. I'm not like interested in that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I'm sure most people have the Bible app on their phone or it's super super easy to get. And so, like, I mean, they could even be having a conversation with a worker, like, you know, Sadie, today, you talked about different things that kind of troubled you. Mm -hmm. Like, you could have taken, you know, five minutes, and maybe there was, like, one word that stuck out or one way that God was speaking to you, and you just search that in your Bible app, and then Mm -hmm. you try to kind of pick out, like, some different things that were speaking to you or ministering to you. So, Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't take much time, um, and, you know, uh, Again, blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness, mm-hmm. for they shall. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's it's a relationship. So if you if you don't want to meet him there, um, you know, it's it's a it's a two way relationship. So um, he's always going to be pursuing you. But um, yeah. yeah, that's sweet. I mean, I love the Beatitudes. Like honestly, like I just like uh, study with some guys this semester, and mm-hmm. it each one builds on each other and like it starts off on like 
like those are humble those who are broken in spirit and then it's like that's like what you need in order to receive it and like it builds on later then it says that those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for those the kingdom of god and like i think when you do that that's like the essence of what makes a christian a christian for those that really are broken of themselves that really want to receive it yeah Um, and it just like helps you be a more humble person because you're like the people that aren't wanting to do that are not humble mm-hmm. in a way of like I'm satisfied I think I know everything yeah. and I used to be like that and I still am a lot of time yeah. you know I just think I know everything when yeah. I really don't and so yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and like another thing just to be wary of is like I know when I when I first became a Christian like again doing it as a grown adult I had no idea that there was like all of these different bible translations mm-hmm. and so like I would just remind people like there is a lot that can get lost in yeah. translation, like, and there's a lot of different, like, um, b- like, Bible translations, too, so using, um, like, the, the Bible app, mm-hmm. um, you can compare in different translations, mm-hmm. um, so, like, you know, lately I've been using the King James, um, at first I was not, like, attracted to it at all, because <laughs> I was like, this is really hard mm-hmm. to read language, um, but lately I've actually just grown in a love and appreciation for it because um, with like the Strong's Concordance, it actually, it, it will pick up on more of those translations because it is like an older one. Um, but yeah, even just comparing in the translations of, um, you know, what does the ESV say versus the King, the New King James or mm-hmm. the NIV because, um, yeah, they'll, they'll kind of minister to you in different ways, but they, sh- you know, you can also do like your own testing and, and checking, like, is this really saying the same thing? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's sweet. I would say there's so much goodness to like trying different versions because you see different words and almost mm-hmm. like sometimes like when you hear it in a different word um, for the same meaning, it kind of hits you in a different way of like, mm-hmm. sometimes I just can like skim over things like, oh, I've heard that a billion mm-hmm. times. So it's like, mm-hmm. but then you hear it said another way of like, um, I'm trying to think of an example like in like Jeremiah nine, where it says like, um, "Let him who boasts boast in this that he knows and understands me." Yeah. There's another version that says like, "Let him who glory glories in this." Mm. And I think just like hearing it from that way of like, man, like we take our our you know our glory, the things we like delight in. And mm. I think so. Anyways, just hearing something from like a different yeah. word is helpful. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. good advice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I would be excited to go over some more. Like you have some more words sure. that we can talk about, right? Um. Or, yeah. So. Um, I guess like the other one that I was, I was kind of looking at was, uh, humility. And, um, mm-hmm. so I am not going to be able to say the Greek word at all. Um, but that could be your homework. You can look that up. Yep. Um, yeah. but pretty much like it, it means like loneliness. It's, it's an inside out virtue, um, which is produced by comparing ourselves to the Lord instead of others. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, Again, what I'm reading here, it's it's what I've looked up, um, done my own research. So, uh, this behavior brings into alignment inner revelation to keep from being self-exalting. Um, for the believer, humility means living in complete dependence on the mm-hmm. Lord with no reliance on the flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you guys know any, like, humble, well-respected people? Like celebrities? Or, no, like in in, in in daily life. Like, is oh. there any people that you're like, you know, that's a... Yeah. And if you have that person, just kind of describe, like, some actions that you've noticed or why. Mm. Actually, I just kind of answered a question similar to this in a study that I was doing. And um, I thought of this lady in church who 
um, is older and just was very, she is just very humble of the way that she serves others and doesn't seek her own like attention in it and like her own approval like doing it so that other people can see her but um very like out of the heart because she cares for people and mm -hmm. cares for you yeah. and not like you can tell it's just not about herself mm -hmm. and it's about the people that she loves because god loves them mm -hmm. too and um yeah i can like just see the way that like we've gone over to her house before and just she like served us all food and um, made sure like we were all taken care of and but not only like the physical thing but she would also like sit down with you and be like how are you doing and like mm. asking those intentional questions mm. of um, yeah how you were doing as a person and not just as your well-being too yeah yeah I feel like um, humility is actually one of those things that kind of <laughs> um, has been almost like a theme word for me because it's something I've come to realize is so incredibly different than how we naturally are as humans. Yeah. Um, and it, it's what set, I feel like, Jesus apart from every other leader um, and what sets his followers apart from other followers. Yeah. Um, and when I see a truly humble person and, and when I, um, I guess it, it's something I know I struggle with and I know pretty much I feel like everyone struggles with mm -hmm. yep. um, to an extent. <laughs> and so, yeah, when it, it has to be from the spirit that gives humility. I don't, mm -hmm. like, it, it's just so obvious. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's a, there's a book called The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness by Great Timothy book. Keller. Mm. Such a good book. So good. Um, <laughs> yeah, Quickly. would recommend. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also like, yeah, really quick read, which is awesome. But he talks a lot about how humility is exactly what Sadie was saying. Just like, you're forgetting who you are mm -hmm. um, in, the, in the sense of, I guess not forgetting who you are, but you're forgetting yourself in a situation. So you're so focused mm -hmm. on God's love and you're so focused on loving others. And it just like comes out of you. So when I think of someone who's truly humble, I can think of a few um, older people in my life who when I, when I interact with them, that's just what I see. I see mm -hmm. they're always talking about either God or and talking about their passions for God. Mm -hmm. um, something exciting that came up. Like, oh, did you, God, look what God did in my mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. um, and every every positive thing that comes out is, is a result of God, and they just see that. Um, and they give credit to His Spirit for, their, for the work. Um, and then also just a love for others mm -hmm. that is not necessarily natural. Mm -hmm. um, and so... I feel like that's kind of how I would like define it or what I would yeah. see in, in people in my life who are truly humble. Yeah. 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 I mean, I just want to say real quick, I think on the note of humility that it's like a double-edged sword where the thing of like the most like joyful moments you can have in life are like come like from just being humble of like, mm -hmm. dude, like I don't really, I'm not like, cause if you're not, it's like, it makes you jealous or you're going to drive yourself crazy trying to perform, outperform others or, mm -hmm. or whatever. And it's just like, it's not good. And also it's more joy cause you're just, um, truly just seeking the, the good, just seeking God for being God. And I think it's just really cool. And, um, when you meet a humble person, cause you really don't realize they're a humble person until like you sit down like this and start to think about it. Like, yeah, Oh yeah. wow. It's like, it's kind of convicting that person never. It's like always asking me questions, and um, so yeah, I think it's yeah. cool. Do you guys have any moments where you felt like, whew, the Lord just like completely humbled me here? <laughs> Actually, one kind of comes to mind really quick. <laughs> um, but I worked with kids in Mexico for a while, and I did this camp called Joy Camp, 
Um, I won't go into all the details, but basically we had a buddy system and the, the little girl I was paired up with, as soon as everyone heard I was um, working with her, it was kind of like, a, oh, okay, good luck. Um, and I enjoy kids. It's one of my passions. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I, I got this. Um, yeah. And so I would try like something, a technique with, <laughs> with her to get her to listen to me or to um, like just be engaged in what was going on. And as soon as something would work, um, I get so excited. And, and I was talked to the um, main supervisor too, just about personality and like, how can I, how can I be working with her? And so I just kept trying all these things and then it would work for a little bit. And mm-hmm. it was like my, my confidence would get there and I'm like, yes. And then the next day <laughs> it wouldn't work. <laughs> and yeah. so it, in those moments, I really felt God like, Courtney, you need to rely on me in this moment. Um, because <laughs> you are nothing without me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am the reason that you can do anything right. Mm-hmm. And it was a really sudden realization of like, when I try to do it on my own, I will always fail. But when I'm resting on God's grace, I, I may fail, but it's mm-hmm. his grace is sufficient. And, um, it's his spirit that would get me to succeed anyway. So, mm-hmm. um, just recognizing that all the good traits that God has given me, they are from him. And when I succeed, it's from him. Um, and so, uh, yeah, God just really taught me that I need to be in constant prayer um, and showed me how, when I was praying for the situation, how much patience he gave me. Um, and cause yeah, that naturally not, <laughs> I was not very patient with her. Um, so just watching how God showed me that it wasn't about me um, mm-hmm. and it never was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Really, I don't have a spiritual one, but I fell on my skateboard one time in front of everyone at the campus. Like I was going, it was pre-COVID, I was going from class, <laughs> and I just like biffed like on the crossing between like the dorms, like and it was like rush hour, like everyone was there, and literally like over like a hundred people I feel like saw me, and like, the president of ISU was like out there like watching me or or whatever, but I was just totally embarrassed and humbled. So okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, I kind of have like a, a spiritual one. Um, when my mom came up to Yosemite to visit me when I was at YWAM, um, my relationship with my mom is pretty poor, and um, I tend to kind of view myself as like the mother and her as a child a lot. Um, and so I took her to like Yosemite, one of the most beautiful places in the world, um, and she just yeah, it was just making me feel super embarrassed about different things and just. Um, she went over and she was like, I want to go climb on the rocks over there. And so she went and was like climbing on these rocks. And I just had such a hard heart and was just like, why? Like, like one, I wanted her to, um, to know who Jesus was. Um, and I had no idea how to be able to share my faith with somebody that I was so angry at. Um, and you know, she would make comments that just were hurtful and, Um, you know, I was also probably just extra sensitive, but I remember like seeing her playing on the rocks and just like thinking ugly thoughts about her and God just gave me like the strongest impression I'll ever remember. And he pretty much just said, um, Sage, if, if you don't let her first be my child, she's never going to be able to meet the standard of being your mother. Mm -hmm. Um, and he just absolutely humbled me. And, um, after that, like I, I allowed her to just act how she wanted to act. And, mm-hmm. um, I started to just see her through, um, you know, first she's God's child before she's ever my mother. And, um, yeah, 
there's been a lot of different moments where God has just really humbled me and um, reminded me that um, we can't put people on pedestals and, and we can't make our parents into idols either. Mm. Mm. Got one one more humble story in Sure, <laughs> humble sisters. Humble <laughs> sisters. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I was on a run the other day, and I kind of already told Dayton this story, but um, was just like running out towards like kind of on Constitution Trail and then like running out towards more like the cornfield area. And as I was like going through the trail, like it just kind of felt like I had all these thoughts like going through my head of like, um, just like how is, how am I going to deal with work and like this client and this and like all of these different things and was getting like really stressed out and thinking about like all these things that I had to do. And, um, just like was putting myself at the very center this whole entire time, Mm -hmm. like running out. And then as soon as I like got out to around the cornfield and I was like honestly looking down at my feet the whole time mm-hmm. and I looked up at the sky and like the sun was setting at just like the perfect mm-hmm. sunset like mm-hmm. like golden hour and I just I literally and there's nobody around and I just like stopped running and like fell to my knees mm-hmm. and was just so humbled that like God was like that that like prevalent in that moment and like I felt I saw like all of my ugliness and how Mm. I like just was like I need him and like cannot do any of this on my own Mm. without him and it was just a beautiful moment of like repentance and like just um yeah honestly being humbled by Mm. God's presence and Mm. who he is um Proverbs 22 4 the reward for humility and the fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life Um, so again, I love how that just pretty much like states that like the humble are receiving a reward and it's, um, just this like reverent, um, view of God and, um, and it's honor and it's life. And, um, again, we see Jesus as like the prime example, um, in Philippians, um, Paul talks about how, um, you know, he says, so if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of the same mind, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Mm. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourself, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born into the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death and even death on the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that that name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. So what I read before that was in Proverbs, right? And it talks about with humility is going to become honor and and riches. And so like you see this right here that Jesus... um, Christ is the prime example for humility. And uh, at the end of it, after his death, he is, 
highly exalted and every knee is going to bow at his name. Um, so, you know, I love to be able to look at him for that example. I mean, thanks for walking us through that. I think it's just really helpful um, for me and for all of us just to hear like how um, you kind of walk through different words, how you process that and like kind of take yourself through the scriptures to bring you that. And I think at the end of it, it just brings you to like a deeper confidence in God and you're not really, um, yeah, I, I think it's just like really good for our souls to just understand what it means clearly and not have like a vague idea of God's grace, but like a, like a, like a concrete thing I can hold on to. And so, yeah, yeah, I think on just a side note too, as we begin to wrap up, I think I just want to say that God doesn't want know-it-all Christians. Like that's not the, the whole purpose of us like studying and reading. It's, it's not that the purpose is for us to be humble people who just want God. And I think at the end of the day, it's like, it doesn't matter how much you read or theology, you know, but, mm. um, yeah, I, it's just like it, the whole purpose is to know God and to love him and make him known. And so, um, but yeah, I think part of that is studying and reading and that stuff. But yeah, I wanted that. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, um, I think what he desires is um, us to, to want to know him more. I mean, you know, again, I think about that like father daughter relationship and how much like a, a dad would delight in knowing like my daughter like wants to wants to know me, wants to know Mm -hmm. what I do, wants to know, like, Mm -hmm. um, what kind of wisdom I would give her. And, um, you know, and God is so much more than just a father. He's a friend. He's a savior. He's a provider. He's, um, a leader, a counselor, um, you know, and it's exciting, um, because we do have these different seasons of our life. And, and right now, um, you know, lately I've been, I've been looking to him more, as like a father figure, but you know, a few seasons ago, I saw him more so as like a provider. Um, so again, um, just getting to understand more of his character and nature is what is going to, um, provide you the ability to, to ultimately trust him. Because if you don't really know him, you know, if you don't really know someone, it's going to be a little bit difficult to trust him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Big takeaway. Mm -hmm. I mean, treat it like a relationship, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, and that's part of it, you know, just knowing the person. and It's, it's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So um, when you think about blessings, you know, think about um, receiving a gift from the Lord. Um, when you think about yourself, um, you know, you think about how um, humble, like, you are in comparison to God. And um, when you think about um, <laughs> waiting, think about like strapping yourself to him and, you know, mm-hmm. having your heart renewed yeah. and, um, you know, also just get creative. You know, if someone ever pops in a word and it's just like taunting you or, or you know, mm-hmm. take it to scripture and, and look mm-hmm. it up. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Is anyone else got any more words? I mean, that was fantastic. <laughs> I just wanted to say, I'm, I don't know about you guys, but... <laughs> I'm excited to just, like, yeah, take words to scripture. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think I have even just, like, a new zeal even hearing mm-hmm. how passionate you are about it. It makes me, like, yeah, I want to <laughs> dig into that and know what God has to say more about just these everyday words that we hear sometimes. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a, a great way to wrap up. And you, sometimes we, we share a take-home verse. I'm not sure... If we have anything in mind, I'm trying to think. Oh, I have one for you. You got one? Yeah. Let's go. Um, All right. All right. So. Take away. 
Okay, Psalm 130, verse 5. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in this word I hope, my soul waits for the Lord more than the watchman for the morning, more than the watchman for the morning. And I have to explain this. Um, um, so talking about like my soul waits for the Lord more than the watchman wait for the morning. He says it twice. So obviously he's trying to emphasize something here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I always look for things like that too. Like if it's said more than once, it's, you know, it's important. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I think about a watchman waiting for the morning, I think about someone that was like serving their people all through the night, mm-hmm. um, you know, wanting to make sure that they're protecting them from danger. And so he's saying, my soul waits for the Lord more than the watchman for the morning. And what I'm viewing here is, um, you know, like a person that is just eagerly waiting for the Lord, um, like how the watchman wait for the morning. And it's it reminds me of like how, you know, we are living right now in a broken world and we are like watchmen. And and what we want to do is we want to um, take care of those that we love and we want to um, like warn them of danger. Um, we want to also share with them like the, the goodness because the Lord is going to come back and we're waiting for him. We're longing for him. Um, Jesus is the son of God. And so just like when the sun rises and the watchmen wait for them, um, it's going to be the same thing with, with Jesus. He, he mm-hmm. is the sun. He is the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a reminder that, you know, your, your soul is waiting on him. That's, that's what your soul is truly waiting for. Um, and, and to remember that, um, you know, we are, we are watchmen and we're mm-hmm. watching for him. Mm-hmm. Good word. Good word. Amen. Well, thanks, Courtney, for opening up your studio to us. <laughs> Appreciate it. You're welcome. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a good time, and I've learned a lot, and I've enjoyed it. So, mm-hmm. cool. At the end of every episode, we like to end up with saying, and that's how you trust God, bro. So, you guys ready? Okay. Let's down, we can do it, okay? Okay. And, and that's, that's how you trust God, bro. Woo! <laughs> yeah.